your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make you feel like your family. They make it feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smooth. You're listening to The Cho Show, only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Show Show Podcast presented by TheSwallReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goto, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. We're back. It has been about a week. I hope everybody had a nice, safe, happy 4th of July weekend. I want to thank you all for the continued support. We had almost 1,200 views in the month of June over on the Show Show Podcast Network YouTube channel. Again, you're not... Check that out. The link to that is in the description over here on Spotify. Uh, we should obviously we had this episode coming. We might have one coming for you uh, later on this weekend or early next week. I've gotten contact with some players. They're trying to finalize some 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 times to go ahead and record. But uh, I'm glad I was able to get this man on that also has a very dominant grade A S tier first for his name. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring him on now. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma Strong Safety slash Bronco Johnson Mosley. Jonathan, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. Uh, Could you start by telling the viewers and listeners out there a little bit about yourself? Uh, Good morning. I'm Jonathan Mosley, a student athlete here at the University of Central Oklahoma from Midwest City uh, slash Spencer, Oklahoma. Um, You're having a good time. Now, uh, I, 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 I asked your teammate, Johnny Marzell, the fourth this question because you, you, uh, you, you came from Carl Albert. You won mm-hmm. three straight state championships. So what is the secret sauce with that program? Uh, honestly, there is no secret sauce. It's just hard work, um, nitty-gritty. That's all it is. Uh, the mentality that we come out with, uh, coming from Carl Albert, you know, that's something they instilled from me is day one is being a champion, and that's just part of the program. And, and that, now, obviously, you, there were talented teams to win three straight state championships. But like, mm-hmm. how 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 did you all kind of keep that keep that you know hunger after you won one and after you won another? Like what like what were some of the the challenges in kind of maintaining that level of success? Uh, I say one of the biggest challenges was reloading because when I came in my freshman year. Um, they were at risk of being the only class that had came through Carl Albert and hadn't won a ring. So uh, Johnny's class, he was a senior when I was a freshman. So come in and watching them uh, during the summer program is when they really instilled it in us, that championship mindset. Like everything, I think we broke down everything. We'd say championship, state champ, state champ. And then we throw in a beat Guthrie in there, of course, because they're our rivals. But um, that's something they really wanted. And they refused to not let it happen. And, and that group of guys was really special. I think that's where it started. And then going into my sophomore year, it's the same thing over and over. Um, and then my junior year is really where I say we made the biggest push. 
is because we came off an undefeated season my sophomore year uh, for the first time in school history. And we were like, okay, undefeated. And then that entire team, I don't know if you remember, but Jason Taylor played on that team, Diego Richards, guys like Deja and Taylor, Chris Mills, um, those guys had graduated. And they're like, oh, Carl Albert's not going to be able to do it again. And my junior years, when my class really stepped up uh, as juniors, we took over. Um, and we brought that same energy and went undefeated once again, back-to-back -back, uh, state champs. And then senior year, it's like, okay, now that we've done it once, why not do it again? So uh, reloaded and did it again. And uh, Carl Albert does a good job of just uh, – it's like a factory. It's uh, producing champions every year. So that's something they do a good job of. I love it there. Um, and I walked out of there champion, and um, I always remember it, you know, good times. Uh, and then your, your your senior year, you had ninety nine tackles, three picks, six pass breakups. Now, like that that's a that's a that's a lot of tackles in like like fourteen games, man. Like what what so like what what was uh working for you that that senior year? Uh, I say my senior year, I just put myself in a position to play a bigger role of the defense. Um, at Carl Albert, they had me playing like an outside linebacker, flexible safety. So um, I got a chance to really step in the box. Um, and every time I seen an opportunity, I was going to take it. So I just maximized uh, the most that I could. And uh, I was put in a position to make the plays. And it came down to it, making the plays. And you also played some uh, wide receiver. Now, I I've asked mm -hmm. Dante this. I've asked Lane this. Now, <laughs> which do you prefer? Do you prefer making the catch or breaking up the catch? I say 100% is breaking up the catches. Uh, catching the, ba the ball is nice, but um, I like being on the dark side. So uh, defense is the way to go. I like making tackles and breaking up plays and causing commotion and chaos. That's what I love to do. That's why I do it. Now, how has or how would you say did, did, did playing receiver uh, help you as a defensive back from a standpoint maybe like kind of understanding the receiver mindset and kind of where they might go on any given play? Man, that's one thing I will say it helped me as is like route recognition. Cause once you play receiver, you, um, you learn what receivers tendencies are and how they run routes and where they line up. Um, so I'd say in all, it really helped me raise my football IQ the most because just taking that and then playing defense, you learn so much from the other side of the ball. And even playing receiver then, I still, like, I feel like I can do my part and help my teammates out. Like, I'll see, like, I'll go one-on-ones in practice, and I'll see, like, the receiver running a lineup for a round, and I'll be like, oh, he's running a slant because I, I used to do that, like, line up far outside. So it really embraces your football IQ playing both sides of the ball. Um, okay, let me see. Right, now, you, you finish your very storied career, Carl Albert. So then what – what kind of made you decide that UCO is where you wanted to play your, your college football? Uh, so I had already had some information on UCO coming through high school because we had guys that had committed to UCO. And, um, UCO, honestly, since it was only 30 minutes away from the house, um, I think through my recruiting process, they did a great job of like, building that connection. That's one thing I really loved about the coach that recruited me is that they instilled that connection. And then we had played at UCL my freshman year in the state champ championship. And then we ended it my senior year at the state championship. So, you know, it only felt right um, uh, being at UCL. 
Uh, and then you get there uh, pretty much when when the COVID year happened. So what what was that experience like? Because you know most of I talked to, they were already in the program during that time. But here you were, I believe you were coming in. So like, wh- how how what was that experience like trying to adjust college and 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 college football in a way in the middle of a pandemic? Man, the pandemic uh, it was kind of crazy. I'd say. It was like a blessing in disguise is how I like to uh, how I like to say it, um, because I practically didn't end my senior year because it was like, oh, we're going home for spring break. And then we never go back. Um, so at that time, we had been doing like football meetings uh, over Zoom with the older guys. So before I even got to UCO, I had already knew some of the older guys. I knew some of the coach. I learned a little bit of the playbook from watching like installs, being a little bit involved. And then once I got on campus, it was like, oh, all my classes are online. So it gives me more time to sit and study the game. And we're in the dorm all the time. So I'm learning about my teammates. We're all we're together all the time. And you know that we had that year without a season, which is just more bonding time to get to know each other um, and just bring us closer. Um, and it really helped me like in terms of my leadership because I got to know the older guys. They got to know me um, and I got my voices being heard at the time. So. I think it was a blessing in disguise. It helped me focus on school because I couldn't go out because it's just uh, pandemic central. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and then you 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 mentioned you were kind of able uh, to 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 kind of get a head start on learning the playbook. Now, was, was there was there like a big a leap from maybe your your playbook at Carl Albert to the playbook you had to learn at that time? Man, I say it was completely night and day in terms of the playbook. Because at Carl Albert, we ran a little bit of man and zone. But when I got to UCO, um, the defensive coordinator at the time, Dustin Landry, uh, we were straight out of man. So, And I played nickel and like strong safety when I first got here. So it was like learning how to guard a slot receiver who's running a 4-2 from playing zone in high school. So it's a big difference. Um, and in terms of the playbook, it's way bigger in, in college. And the amount of time you have to learn it is way faster. So... Um, it's either sink or swim, and I chose to swim. <laughs> and, and, and like, how, how tough was it during that season? Because you all practiced, but obviously you didn't play. There were other teams in the conference that had um, that 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 played some scrimmage games. So, like, how tough was it to kind of go through a whole season grinding out practice, and there's not that reward on Saturdays of playing a game, knowing that there's other teams playing games. Man, that's one thing that helps is your mentality because knowing that you're going to practice every day, you're in the weight room every day, you're going to class, um, you don't get to reap the rewards from it. Um, it really makes you hard-nosed because you sit there and think and you see people on TV playing, making it work. It's like, man, why can't that be us? But it just makes you work that much harder because when you look forward to those Saturday nights the next season, you remember why you're there. Um you remember why you're practicing, why you're grinding, because every day it's like it's like we're getting up to go to work for nothing. But really, it's you're getting up to go to work to better yourself for the next opportunity. And you never know when that comes is why we shouldn't take things for granted. Uh, and then your, your your first college action, I believe, came in a certain Nazarene scrimmage. So, like, what what was that first collegiate experience like for you? Man, I can't lie to you. I was nervous. Um, playing that nickel, I was in the slot and I think I was guarding a guy he was like maybe 5'7", he ran like a 4'4", four, 4'5", four, four, um, and I'm just now coming out of 
high school. And my coach tells me I got to line up to him man-to-man practically every play. Um, there are those jitters. And then I think in that first play, they targeted him on a slant route and I broke it up. And then from there, it's just adrenaline, just going out and playing and having fun. Um, but that was a that was a big game for me um, coming in and being one of the only freshmen playing, um, true freshman at the time, and then just playing that role and uh, making some plays, making it happen. Now, it, 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 it was like a sense of pride because I believe like both you and Kobe, you know, had a, played a lot as, as true freshmen. Not many people can say they started had a big impact as true freshmen. Is that is there like a sense a sense of pride in that knowing you were able to come in and and make an early impact? Uh, I think so because it just makes you uh it makes you feel like you stand different. Um uh, a lot of people like to say built different. Um and being out of high school, you know you have that big head. It's like, oh you're a starter both ways and then coming to college and you got to start right back over. So being able to build yourself in that way um, and coming in and playing such a big piece. Um, I know Kobe did a great job this year coming in and playing a big piece, accepted his role. I think I said I'd do the same. I did the same thing. Um, and just being part of the team. One of the things I think separated uh, myself individually is uh, being in that team aspect. Um, even though, you know, you play a part, you're only one piece of the puzzle, um, one eleventh of the field. Um, I think the team did a good job welcoming me in and bringing me in and letting me take over that role. Um, so, yeah, that's what I say on that. Uh, and then your, your first, like, official college game, the Missouri Western game, it was a crazy game. You all got the win. But like at, at that point, like, how how did it feel, I guess, to get your first college win under your belt after having to kind of endure the – ups and downs and struggles of, of, the, of the pandemic the prior season? Um, that first win, it just felt like all that hard work paid off because you, we were with the same group of guys for two years and we finally get that first win. Um, I think we celebrated that one pretty good, especially when Raekwon got that pick at the end of the game. It was just, it was a special feeling and being able to walk off that field and seeing all that hard work paid off. I think it was a great, a uh, great time. And I'm glad I got to do it with my brothers and Now, you were able to make some impact plays there. The, the first one, the the pick you had against Kearney. Now, I, I got to say, that was really impressive, okay? Because I think you was like you were falling back. You made the pick. Uh, I'm pretty sure the, the press boxes lost their minds. So could you, like, walk me through how you got that interception? Man, uh, that's one of my – probably my favorite play throughout the season. I still go back and watch it. Um, I think I watched it before the interview, just going through my highlights and watch it and remembering it. <laughs> um, but that play was crazy. Uh, I remember uh, me and Trayvon, we were splitting reps that uh, that game because we had practice Kearney and they had a really good quarterback. I talked to him the other day, actually, through Instagram. He's really good. I think he won MIAA Player of the Year. And being able to say I picked him off as a true freshman was crazy. Um, but on that play, I was on the left side of the field, and we were, like, in a cover three man, a man-free type defense. I remember just dropping back and seeing that receiver running down that hash. Um, and as a football player, you just got a natural instinct as a safety. It makes you feel like Sean Taylor. Um, you see that ball just flying across the field, and all you think is, don't drop it, don't drop it, don't drop it, because <laughs> that's your interception. So I just caught it and secured it. And when I got up, I celebrated. <laughs> I celebrated. I had to. Um, my teammates celebrated me. I ran to the sideline. I remember standing on the bench, taking off my helmet, 
Um, it was just a great time. Great memory. Now, you know, I, I feel like if you had dropped that, because you were a former <laughs> receiver, I feel like you might not have ever been able to let that down. I feel like they, <laughs> like they weren't. Man, <laughs> there's already a stigma over DBs not being able to catch. You just, your receiver not being able to catch, and I would have just fit the role, but. I, my teammates definitely wouldn't have let that one down if I would have dropped it. I'm glad I caught it. <laughs> uh, and then in the in the in the Fort Hayes game, late in that fourth quarter, you had like three extremely good plays there in the yeah. red zone. You had that big third third down <laughs> break up there. So, like, walk me through that that stretch of plays and, and kind of how you were able to uh, make those. Yeah, that uh, Fort Hayes game uh, was a really big game for me too because. I was guarding a bigger tight end. He was getting targeted back to back to back. Um, and I remember late before that half, I had gave up one in the back of the end zone. Um, and I was upset going into halftime. My teammates telling me that's one out of 80-something plays. Shake it off. Um, so when we came out after halftime and late in that fourth quarter, um, it's really crunch time when people pull out that Mamba mentality. And I remember just focusing on him and just thinking this is one-on-one. Um, and this is nothing that you haven't done before. You've been put in this position to make good plays. Um, and just guarding him in the slot, um, played inside leverage, through and through. Uh, my coach told me one thing, don't look back at the ball. Uh, just focus on breaking it up through his hands. Um, and if you watch the film, I just I'm, my eyes are locked in on him the whole time. We're running stride to stride. Um, and I was able to make those plays. I think one of them, I was guarding him so tight, it hit me in the back. So uh, <laughs> did my part. Um, I had a, a good game and I uh, made some big plays. I'm grateful to be put in a position to do that. Yeah, and, and you mentioned you you were you were having to to, to defend a bigger a, a bigger uh, guy. So as a defensive back in in that in that scenario where there is a, a size difference, how, how do you kind of play that and 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 compensate to give you a chance to make a play? Yeah, when you're guarding those bigger tight ends, you just got to think big too. Um, try to get in that mentality of like a Jamal Adams, like strong, bulky type. Um, and it's really um, your mentality when you're attacking those type of guys. Um, one thing I say helped me the most is guarding somebody like Dante at practice every day. You just learn how to um, really put your hands on them and you can't finesse those type of guys. You know, they're, they're refrigerators running around. So you gotta, you gotta get big in there. So I did a, uh, tried to focus on using your hands when attacking tight ends um, playing slow, being very patient because as a DB, you're naturally faster than any tight end you're guarding, but the problem is size, so you really have to be rough with those type of guys. Can't let them uh, out-strengthen you. Uh, and, and, and so making those plays late in that Fort Hayes game, like, did, what, did, what, did, did that kind of give you, I don't want to say like, re, like, like any kind of re, reassurance, but was that like a confident boost for you now knowing that you're able to make plays in the clutch at this level? Oh, yeah, it's definitely a confidence boost. Um, but in football, you try not to get too high. You try not to get too low. Um, but it's definitely a confidence boost, um, making those plays and being up and being able to celebrate each one. And then afterwards, looking back on it and be like, man, I really did that. Um, it's like a self of uh, reassurance. Uh, it gives you confidence. Um, and your teammates being able to celebrate you. And afterwards, your coach coming down from the press box and being, I'm proud of you um, in those moments is what you really look forward to. Um, and being put in that spotlight is one thing that you look forward to as an athlete on any stage. 
Uh, and then in the season finale, you had a big fourth down stop there, which uh, which was impressive. I think the tackle was uh, in uh, open space, which is always always tough. So, uh, how were you? How were you able to to kind of make that in the day and age where it seems like tackling has become a lost art? Man, uh, that Central Mo game. Uh, I, I don't even think people realize it, but I played linebacker that entire game. I was in the box. Uh, one of my friends, Elijah Wright, the reason why I met one of the reasons why I met UCO, but I was in that box that whole game. Um, and the funny thing is that quarterback is now one of our coaches, Coach Tweehouse, the quarterback for Central Mo. Um, and I still give him grief for it. I'll be like, remember that fourth down? Um, yeah, I seen that uh, that running back pull it and he kept the ball. Um, just reached out my hand. I was able to get a hand on him. Um, and those cutters, the gloves, they didn't let up. So got a grip on threw him down and I definitely was running off the field celebrating and out to this day I will not let coach Treehouse uh live that one down. I gotta give him grief for it every time. <laughs> uh so okay so you 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 finish your, your season 27 tackles, one TFL, one pick, three, three breakups. So looking 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 back on it now having time to kind of reflect on it. It, did, did did your freshman season did, did it kind of live up to what you were hoping it was? Did it fall short? Like what 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 kind of now are your thoughts on your performance last last season? Uh, now that I got one under my belt, I think I'll use it as a stepping stone for what can come this upcoming year and the years after that. Um, as a team, we didn't we weren't where we wanted to be, and I think that's one thing about. Um, the, our mentality going into this season and how I'm taking it personally. Um, it's like that Jordan story. You take it personally and you want to you wanna accomplish those goals and be that all-conference person and win conference as a team and go to the playoffs and make that championship. Um, and I think that's a good thing that we have going here at Central uh, Oklahoma um, and the culture that we're changing. Uh, Coach Durrell is coming in and he's bringing in new guys and new faces and Chad Richardson is building a new stadium. We're going to have a waterfall. Um, it's exciting. And that's one thing I want to do uh, personally is use that as a learning lesson and um, just leveling up next year, seeing the potential that can be there with those stats and those games that came late in the season and how I played my role. And now this year, expecting a bigger role and a, a more opportunity to make more plays, I just want to use that to expand um, and really show people what I can do um and prove it to myself as well once again uh that, 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 you mentioned the uh new coach, coaching staff is in there now so what what has it been like uh learning from from your coordinator coach lechtenberg and and coach uh coach mcguire as your uh, db coach man those guys they're intelligent the football iq is amazing and they make it look so easy um yet they make it easy for us too um, and seeing them and knowing them, they want to put us in the best position to make plays, um, not just because it's their job, but because they care about you. Um, and that's one thing they're going to do a good job of. Um, and this year, it just makes me excited. Um, working with Coach McGuire, he's a great coach. Um, I feel like he's going to maximize my potential as a player and show me what I really need to improve on. Um, and those guys, they're going to make you better. So um, that's one thing that they're going to do this year is just raising the roof and raising the bar. Um, for this defense and the standard that we're going to play at. Uh, and then uh, spring, uh, what was was your first chance get on the field with them? So, uh, how would you say spring went for you? 
Uh, I think spring was a good time to get in there and learn. Um, I think one of the biggest thing was it was a, a learning moment for everybody because everybody uh, had a fresh start, new faces, new coaches, um, clean house. Um, so everybody got a chance to start from day one um, and see what you got and go out there and prove it. So I think in the spring um, for me, uh, I was really hungry during the spring. Um, that's one thing I want to take into the summer and just maximize that. And since I knew how my spring went personally, um, I, I feel like it's a building moment um, and I'm going to use it to build off of uh, that momentum from the spring, bringing it into the summer and then taking it into the season. And, 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 and what, what do you feel like you need to improve on most throughout the rest of the summer and then when you get into fall fall camp? Yeah, one thing I want to improve on is probably my speed and my ability to play faster. Um, just natural instincts, playing off those instincts. And now that I'm in a position to make the plays, it's making those plays. And it's not just making the tackle, but it's like, it's making the hit. That's one thing I want to bring the boom uh, this season. That's one thing I'm going to focus on is now that I'm in position to make plays. It's like, how much faster can you do it? How much better can you do it? Can you be more explosive, more exciting? So I think that's what I'm going to focus on uh, this summer is building that speed, building that confidence and able to go play fast now that I got some uh, experience under my belt. And, and, and um, what, I guess like what, if you have any, what, what individual goals are, are you kind of hoping to reach this this coming season uh individual goals i definitely want to um be a starter uh for one we can start there start uh small and then i want to be a leader for my team i want to be a captain um i definitely want to be all conference all in my double a that's something i'm shooting for individually uh but most of all play my part uh with my team and being that 111 uh somebody i can stand out and lead the other guys um, show the young guys the way now that, uh, show them that I went through it, they can do it too. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to raise those stats as well. <laughs> yeah, and and do, do you anticipate that that might be, uh, I don't know, like a adjustment for you now kind of stepping into somewhat of a leadership role? Cause that, that, that unit, I mean, you, you, you all did lose some experience. Uh, so like now kind of being, I want to say like an elder statesman, but someone that's been through it now. Do 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 you anticipate kind of having to step up uh, in that regard now? Oh yeah, that's one thing I definitely got to do is step up and uh, play a bigger part in the leadership of this team. Um, but I think I got a great group of guys around me, guys like Dylan Buckeye, Raycon Wicks, um, holding it down in my room as well. And on the opposite side of the ball, we got some uh, leaders. Who are showing me the ropes, and I'm young, so I'm still learning as I'm only a sophomore. So on the field, uh, but being able to be one of those younger guys who plays a bigger role, I think it's a big part. And I think I have the, util- the utilities around me to uh, do that as good as I can to the best of my ability. Um, so I guess my, my final football any question for you now, because you know there there's two Colorado guys on the other side of the field there in Diego and Johnny. Now I have to ask in practice, there's trash talk there when one of you gets the best of each other there. Man, there's trash talk, but uh, that's one thing that it does do is that trash talk. It'll push you to be a better um, player because it just makes you. Uh, it's like the workhorse. Um, who's going to outwork each other, you know? We're taking one-on-one reps. I'm definitely calling them out. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's all love because on Friday nights during the season, if we can, we'll go catch a game together. 
Uh, we'll still rep the car library gear. Um, I can flex on them because I got a couple more rings. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> it's good because we're on the same team, and it's good to have those guys on the side of the ball. I'm excited to see what they do this season. Um, well, uh, before I can get you out of here, we do this with all, all the new guests, kind of some get to know you type questions. So, uh, your favorite sports team? My favorite sports team. Ooh, that's a hard one. Honestly, I'm a players type of guy. I'm not a I'm not a team type of guy. But in the NFL, I definitely lean one way. Um, I'd say the Minnesota Vikings because I grew up watching Adrian Peterson and watching him run all over people. Um, since then, I've been a Vikings fan. I'm just hoping we can turn it around this season. <laughs> okay, now oh, yeah. is Kirk Cousins the guy? I can't speak on it. I can't speak on it on live, but I'm just hoping as much money as they pay him, Kirk can do it, get it done. I think he got a great uh, talent in that receiver room. I was like, Kirk can't get it done this season. I don't know, but I hope my boy balls out this year. Okay, okay. Uh, now, now you also mentioned that you're more of a of a, of a player guy. So I guess currently, who's your favorite favorite player? Hey, NFL or uh, what What league we talking? It could be any league. Uh, my favorite player right now, I'm sorry, but it's LeBron. I'm a LeBron fan. I just love LeBron's mentality, what he does on on the court and off the court, even if he had a bad I'm a LeBron guy, so. <laughs> yeah, now, okay, now you now you saying that now because Coach Donald's also a LeBron guy, so I got to ask a question. How could you not be a LeBron guy? got to ask a question now. Are the Lakers turning it around this year? Yes, the Lakers are turning it around this year. I think they just got too happy with names. They built a team around names and not around players. So I think once they build that continuity, they'll be all right. But, I mean, it's LeBron, so one bad year ain't going to define his whole career. Okay, <laughs> yeah, right. let's see. Uh, your, your favorite hobby outside of football? My favorite hobby? Um that's a hard one. I like to be outdoors. I like to hike. Um, I like to skate. People don't know this. I like to skateboard. I longboard. Um, I got my board in the back. Might as well. And I love music. As you can see, I got a music wall. Um, so I say live music, uh, listening to music, being outside, enjoying the weather. Um, you know, in Oklahoma, it's kind of hot right now, but catching a pool um, and just spending time with the people I love. That's what I love. Well, now, 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 like when you now you skateboard now, are we just like do you do you like do tricks or are you just like a basic just skate around you know a park or something like that? Honestly, it just depends on the day. I'm more of a longboard type of guy. Like go to Bricktown at night and uh, float down there on the streets and the sidewalk, flying past people. But I I do have a regular skateboard too, and I went up to Mitch Park one time. I think I tried to learn how to drop in and fell and busted my chin and haven't been back, but I'll learn one day eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now, what are the difference between, I guess, longboarding and skateboarding? All right. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into it because I can go on a ramble, but skateboard is like Tony Hawk. If you know who Tony Hawk is, everybody loves Tony Hawk. Um, those type of skateboards meant for tricks, and a longboard is more like uh, for just smooth riding, trying to get somewhere fast. Um, I actually use my longboard on campus. So if you ever see me floating around campus, I'll probably be on that purple, shiny Santa Cruz board um, flying past you. <laughs> uh, and, and okay, now, so you you so you mentioned you're you're a big music guy. So mm-hmm. favorite musical artist? 
Ooh, favorite musical artist. That's kind of hard because I like I like all types of music. Honestly, I used to be one of those people like I don't like country, but now I'm starting to like country because I like music. So right now, my number one, uh, I like Juice World. When I say that, a lot of people go, "Oh, you like Juice World?" I like Juice World, and uh, Drake is definitely up there right now. I like Drake too. It's, it's like a back and forth between my number one. Okay. And, and do you have a favorite song in general? A favorite song. That's hard. Um, of all time or just right now? Which one would you say? Uh, both. Okay, favorite song of all time. Ooh, this is a hard one. I could give you a bunch. Um, but one that sticks out to me is probably For the Love of You by Isley Brothers. I love that song. It's just so smooth, um, old school. And then probably my favorite song right now. Mm, that's a hard one. Favorite song right now? I think I'm gonna leave it up in the air because I got a lot of favorite songs. It's hard to is choose. It now, and now I know Coach McGuire is a is a big like arm uh, arm arm R and B guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, your teammate Jalik Lewis says he's an R and B guy, even though Coach Coach McGuire is kind of on the fence about that because he listed his. <laughs> Favorite song is Real Love. And you said that, that's what yeah. fake R&B guys use. Uh, and then Peyton is kind of like an old school guy. So like, ha- have you all chopped it up about that? Because I feel like there isn't too many like old school f- music lovers on the team. Man, I wish that we had more because when you walk in that weight room at 7 in the morning, it's straight young boy. I'm like, man, y'all don't listen to anything else. I'm like, on my way there, I try to listen to something smooth, relaxing. As soon as you walk in that uh, locker room, it's young boy. It's it's fast. It's hard. But I mean, I guess that's what you expect when you go to lift at six in the morning. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, okay, your favorite favorite food. My favorite food. Um, it's been developing over time, but uh, I say it's either a steak, a good steak, or a chicken alfredo. I'm a fiend for chicken alfredo. I love pasta. Yeah. <laughs> now, when we go to steak, is, is we getting it rare, medium rare, well done? How are we getting the steak? Okay, I'm gonna just go ahead and say it. If you get anything below a medium rare or below, you might as well go bite the cow. And anything above a medium well, you might as well eat beef jerky. So I'm like a, I'm a medium to medium well type of guy. Your favorite TV show? Favorite TV show? Um, honestly, I don't even watch a lot of TV. I, I watch a lot of YouTube, surprisingly. Um, I'm on YouTube like every day for hours. Um if I did have a favorite YouTube uh, TV show, it'd probably be ESPN. That's what it stays on or Sports Center. <laughs> right. Now, when, when you when you do watch YouTube, who who's your YouTuber of 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 choice? Ooh, it's this group named AMP. That's who I'm rocking with right now. I love uh, watching their videos. They make great content. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, do do you do you game at all? Oh, yeah, I definitely game. I have a Astro uh, A10s over there, the wireless headset. I play a I'm a big PlayStation guy, so <laughs> not too big on the Xbox. <laughs> now, without now, now, what, what I was told by Lane is that I think Coach, uh, yeah, Coach Doral and Coach Curly told me he was an Xbox guy. Oh, so, man, like, I didn't now, know that. Is, is there, now, I gotta ask because, like, is there like a is there flack? Kind of between the, the 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 PlayStation dudes and the and the Xbox dudes there. Man, some, most of the time you can tell you can tell who is who. 
It's like those Xbox guys. You gotta watch Monday through the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Now you said that you can tell that how how can you tell when somebody's an Xbox owner? Just the way they carry the way they carry their, themselves. It's like it's like oh, you play Xbox, don't you? It's like a <laughs> it's just a you can just get a vibe from people. But I mean, I grew up on Xbox, like Xbox 360. I'm not knocking it. I had an Xbox One before I had PlayStation, but you know, I, I switched over. <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm not knocking them. They're both good consoles, but PlayStation is definitely way to go. So now, what led you to change your allegiance there from from the Xbox to P and the PlayStation? Because most most made that jump like after the 360. You you got a one and then made the jump. So what what made you make that make that choice? Uh, so I blame my dad and my friends because I was big on Xbox 360. Like that was the first gaming console I ever got. I got from my uncle. And then um, the PlayStation 4 first came out. When the PlayStation 4 first came out, because um, I had the Xbox 360 all the way up. I never got the P3. Uh, my dad had a PlayStation 2 and I remember playing it as a kid. So when the 4 came out, I bought the very first PlayStation 4 that ever like came. Like when it first dropped, that same week I had it. And I still have it. It's the same PlayStation. Old Reliable is what I call it. Um, and my dad bought me an Xbox One at his house um, before I got the PlayStation One. And I was like, ah, I think I like the PlayStation 4 more. So I ended up selling it and getting the PlayStation 4 at his house too, so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a, 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 a game of choice? A game of choice? Uh, I play football. I'd say Madden or Call of Duty. I, I love Call of Duty, but it's between the two. Um, I grew up playing 2K2, but I mean, Madden, I just, since I play football, Madden is just more natural. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, wait, now, when we Madden now, are you like a franchise guy or are you more of a head-to-head, you more of a face of franchise guy? Like, what's your, what's your preferred method of playing that uh i'd say probably head to head um you know that's one thing we do uh at uco is we we have a good madden tournament it's very competitive i think i've only lost to like one person maybe robert gibbons the old lineman he's really good but um, i'm like a head to head and i like franchise too um during that COVID year we played a lot of franchise like we make leagues through discord um but i'm either head to head or franchise Anybody, if you listen to this right now and you want to smoke in Madden, come find me. <laughs> All right, wait, now, now, what's with me? Now, you, you're going to issue that challenge, so I have to ask me, like, what did your gamer tag get? I mean, I'm just... <laughs> find me right now uh, on PS4, gamer tag, rookie XMO. Rookie XMO, rookie mo. That's what I go by on, uh, online if you want. Anybody want to uh, get at me? <laughs> Now, when we play Matt, now, so it like is are, are the Vikings your your team of choice on 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 Madden, or do you use somebody else? I use everybody, honestly. I'm like I use everybody. Um, anybody, uh, I I could play with the Dolphins and still put up a good game. <laughs> I'm glad they got Tyreek now, um, but I like to use anybody. Uh, there's a special playbook I like to use. I can't give that out, but it's, it doesn't matter the team as long as I have my playbook. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, let's see here. Okay. Now, uh, do do you have any pregame routines or or rituals that you normally do? Uh, pregame, I think so. Um, 
I think my freshman year, uh, we do this thing called performance course at Carl Albert, um, where we work out. It was the workout we put out through. Uh, I still go to PC to this day. They have a facility in Edmond. Um, but I remember one of my uh, mentors, one of the coaches at the time, Philippe Avalar, he played for OBU, just graduated and transferred um, to grad for his last year. Um, he bought me this shirt. It says DBU on it. It has a Bible verse on it. So um, before every game, I'd put that on. And then at Carlisle, they gave us these death squad shirts um, for defense. So every before every game, I put a little check mark on it, um, listen to my music. Um, and honestly, I like, a lot of people like to turn up and all that before a game, but I like, I like quiet, like the calm before the storm. So this is kind of a, a fun fact about me is I listen to opera music before we play. Uh, it's just something that doesn't for me. Wait, so okay, wait now, that, that this, is, this is like a first year now. Okay, so like where, 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 where does that, where does that come from? Because I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, I haven't, I haven't come across many football players that say they listen to opera music. So like, where, 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 what is this? What does this come from? Man, uh, I think it was my junior year. I actually uh, discovered that I actually like opera music because one of the music artists I listened to, his name was Josiah. And if you know him, he makes really rowdy music. It's like on the verge of screamo rap music. But on his album, his intro to his album, he had put an opera song on there. And it goes from straight from the opera song to like just rowdiness. And I think I was like, man, this reminds me of football. So I was like, let's play opera music, the calm before the storm. And if you've ever seen a scary movie, it's quiet before it ever gets scary, before that jump scare comes. So uh, that's where I got it from and I just, I indulge in it, um, and it helps me calm down as I watch my film before the game, scout my opponent. Um, so it's the calm, calm before the start, that's what I like to call it. Obviously. Unusual, but it works for me. <laughs> okay, that, that has to be a first. I don't think I've ever uh, encountered that. Okay, well, all right. Um, let's see, okay, now, I, I've been told by several people now that you are big into gear. So mm -hmm. I, I, I open the floor to you as to how you decide your gear, what gear do you use, and, and, and why is the gear so important to you? Uh, I, I think it's uh, the slogan, look good, play good, play good, feel good, something like that. Um, but I definitely got to get dripped up when I'm on the field. <laughs> it just depends on the, the colors that we're wearing, the color coordinations. Um, I like to switch it up every now and then. I don't like to keep the same look. Um, but that's one thing I do care about is my style. And I feel like if you look good, you play good. So it just gives you that that confidence boost. You know, on that and how it gives you that plus one morale. That's what it gives me. So is there certain attire that, you know, that you wear every game? Like, are, are there a few a few pieces that just don't change? Uh, a few pieces that I don't change is, um, I always do wear this uh, anklet around my ankle that I got, like, I think I got it my, my senior year. Um, and, you know, the Death Squad shirt, I've been rocking that since I got into high school. Um, I don't change that. Before the games, if you see me, I have my shirt rolled up where the three and out is sticking out. Um, I can't change that, and this chain that my grandma gave me, um, I gotta rock that too. Now I, I think it was, it might have been Kobe. It was either it was either Kobe Stevens or Payne Scott told me that you know you have like bands galore. 
So, what is it about the band? Uh, honestly, I think it just came from the inspiration from Jamal Adams. That's one of my favorite safeties in the league. And I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I stole the look. I stole the drip from him, so he showed me the way. So I had to go by him. Um, I wear like about three or two on each arm every now and then. But um, I seen him do it and I was like, man, Jamal Adams. And that was when he was playing with the Jets and he still does it at the Seahawks. I was like, I gotta do it. <laughs> I gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I believe Kobe said that he might venture into actually wearing some gear this year. I, you know, I'm looking at yeah. last year. It, w- it was weird because like, about see, time. <laughs> like, like all the DBs had some kind of gear. And then there was just Kobe with his little towel and his like high socks. So I didn't know if it was like a freshman thing where it's like not oh, going to wearing the gear or like how this is working. So if that is indeed the case, would would you offer your services to get the man looking looking good on game day. Man, Kobe know he's hit fun fact, his locker is right next to mine. And I'm like, I'll offer him drip all the time. He's like, bro, put this on. You need something. I'm like, I know you're getting turf burns. It'll save you some skin. He's like, he just I guess it's just his style. He likes to rock it without. Couldn't be me though. But <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so now when did this love when did this love of gear start? Like, does this go back to like middle school? Like, 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 like when did this when did this start? I think it was probably, uh, probably my sophomore year when I really started taking football seriously. I was like, all right, if I'm gonna play football, I gotta look like a football player. You know, you just can't go out there and some busted cleats and no gloves. I think before that, I used to wear one glove and I used to borrow one from my friend. And then once I bought my first pair and I put it on, I was like, I looked in the mirror, I was like, oh, it's kind of hard. And then you put the black paint on, it just makes you feel better. So <laughs> I think that's where it started. Okay. Now, what are the gloves of choice? Gloves of choice? Ooh, that's hard. I really like all brands, but the ones I wear the most are probably either Cutters, Nike, or Battle. My dad put me on cutters. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Um, hmm. now I know as a as a gear guy, the all whites had to just be like fantastic for you because oh, yeah. you know at, at that point it's kind of hard to mess that up. Now, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know if the yellow pants make a comeback this season. I know that wasn't the case last year. I also don't know if we can get the blue helmet to go back with the all blues for home. So like, if 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 it's if it's like I don't know. So if if so if if it's like blue jersey, white pants, or like white jersey, blue pants. Like, does does that affect how you use the gear, or or, or is it kind of just like the same regardless of what the the, the jersey combo is? I think it depends on the combo because <laughs> your stuff should like, you don't want to be out there looking like, like if we wear yellow pants and blue tops, I'm not going to wear all yellow accessories. I don't want to be out there looking like a banana, you know? Uh, so I think it just depends on the color combination. But um, we're getting new away jerseys, so I'm excited for that. Um, I think we might be getting a new helmet too, looking on the inside. I'm may not, if I can explain this yet, but uh, <laughs> this information, but. Uh, we're going to have some new drip this year, so be ready for game day because the flicks are definitely coming. 
Oh wow. Okay. Well. All right. Good. Okay. Good. Because you know, I will say I, I was surprised. I, I wasn't surprised. Surprised there was the white helmets because we. I, I know that's something that's been kind of like been asked. Like, can we mm-hmm. get the white helmets? They used to have the white helmets back in the old days. And uh, so when when I saw it on display in the offices last year, I'm like, now no one's telling me that they're actually going to use the white helmets. It mm-hmm. was just kind of implied it would be there. So I was glad because again, oh, that, yeah. that that all white is, is is really clean. We've been after that for quite some time. Okay, Man, good. I'm pushing good. myself. I'm pushing for a throwback uniform, like a like a powder blue. I feel like that'd be so crazy. Like a powder blue uniform would be so awesome. Yeah, and it, it's weird because like it, like most of the time, maybe just like, like the first three games of the season, they like hand mm-hmm. those out when you're like walking the stadium. They like they hand those out to you. Yeah, and I'm like the only alternate I've seen is gray. Like like we don't even go with the. With the with the with the, with like the, the yellow that we used to mm-hmm. rock in like the, yeah, like the early two thousand, I was like, now those are clean looking here. We're just gonna go with just the blue and the gray. I'm like, we gotta kind of like up the drip here, man. You know? Yeah, they, they're lucky they didn't put me on the design team because the first thing I do is get rid of the central stripes. We've been working rocking stripes since I don't know when. It's like it's unique, but if they put me on the design team, I definitely felt powder blue in there with central closet. The old school white helmet with the buck and bronco, um, but I'm a, I'll see what I can do. I'm gonna try to get it before I go. So, we got him on the case. Good. Uh, well, let's see. I guess before I let you go, my, my final question for you would be: Do you have a message to to those who might still be on the fence about coming to give you all a a, a chance this year? about what they can expect if they were if they were to come see you all play? Uh, I'd say don't look at the past, look at the future. Um, because Central, um, everything is changing. Um, Post-COVID, uh, new stadium, we're going to have a waterfall, new design, uh, new turf, Chad Richardson, um, new coaches and new players. I think it's an exciting time to be at Edmond. Um, and this is where we start the new culture. Um, we start a new atmosphere um, and it's exciting. So I'd say look forward to it um, because the future is now. Um, so be ready, cause we're coming. <laughs> well, uh, Jonathan, I, I appreciate you taking time to come on and, and talk to me. You know, uh, yes, anytime I can get somebody with a grade A S tier first name to come on, we'll be we <laughs> have to make that happen. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> you gotta make that happen now. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, no. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm wishing you the, you know, best of luck this, this season. I hope you can build off Thank a, you. A, a good freshman season. We can avoid that dreaded sophomore slump that some people have. We just gonna hope. We just gonna hope that that bypass yeah, is there, <laughs> and uh, that um, you know, like I said that you have a good rest of the off season. Good uh, fall camp there and 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 uh anytime you want to come back on you know you're you're more than welcome oh yeah i'll definitely be back for sure appreciate you having me no problem thank you sir it's good to be here roll toes (laughs) so again i want to thank jonathan for taking 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 time to come on here i'm looking forward to seeing what he he does this season I, I, i thought he had a I thought he had a solid freshman season. Definitely had some highlight moments there. The Kearney pick, Fort Hayes there that that stretch in the last like 40 seconds 
uh, and then the, the fourth down tackle there in the, in the season finale. So I'm really looking forward to seeing his his continued growth. Uh, you know, he, he's a guy that's got some length and size to him. And, uh, you know, a, as he went into great detail towards the end, definitely somebody who's going to be hard to miss from a, from a gear standpoint. So uh, I'm just really excited to see what he does in that secondary. Because you mentioned they have him playing a strong safety and the Bronco position, uh, which I'm not quite sure. Well, I'm imagining that's like a hybrid safety linebacker will be my guess, but it's, I feel like it's what he kind of played last year in that 4 2 5 scheme. But it, it does make sense that he moves to the safety spot, like a true safety spot, because again, uh, Marshall Washington has graduated with a very solid safety there, uh, opposite of Dylan Buckheit. But I feel like we can slide him in there. Should there should not be much drop off and actually might be you might get more from a playmaking standpoint from an interception standpoint because Marshall Washington uh, I guess it, again the, the Georgia Southern transfer was very solid did, did, didn't make many splash plays and like I said mostly had a few so uh, you know that that would that would only only help there so uh, like I mentioned in, in the uh, in the opener here just be on the lookout there might be some coming this week, as I said, it might be more next week, just depending on when I can get guys to come on. But uh, just be on the lookout. And again, I, I do I appreciate the support here. Uh, we're going to try to make July another good month. I don't know. It's going to be tough to recapture June. Because June just seemed like every day we had something going on. So, uh, But like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm happy for it because that means that we're uh, uh, growing. And that, that only means good things because we, ha we haven't even hit... We haven't even hit the regular season yet, and we're on like almost 30 episodes. So this is this is very good. This is this is this is very very good. I uh, also want to test some live streams while I have the time over on the YouTube channel, uh, because um, I'll make an update on here and an update on there in the coming weeks. Uh, but I, I want to try to test that, get that going. So uh, during the season, if we, if I did want to do some live stream interaction, we kind of have the bugs and stuff. Kinks worked out. So uh, just uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, you can reach me on Twitter, email me. If there's a certain day time that will work best for you, uh, if you were interested in the live streams. So until that time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, aka JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.